This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's been approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hello, guys. Welcome to episode two of the Almost Famous Podcast this week. We are joined by the one and only Chris Bukowski, the man with the most Bachelor Nation's appearance, Bachelor Nation appearances of all time. Chris, does that still hold? It still holds. Um, hopefully it holds forever. Otherwise, they're going to force me to go back on that thing. <laughs> and you should, in that case, just to like come say something and then leave. And then leave. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what are you up to these days? You're quite the entrepreneur. You know, I, I know you for your restaurant development. What's up right now? Yeah, same stuff. The restaurants are coming back, you know, since the COVID restrictions have eased a little bit. Um, it was definitely a tough go for the past year and a half. Um, but Denver's my new home. I actually bought a house out in Denver in March. So I'm living out there um, about 75% of the time, and then spending a lot of time in Chicago as well. Okay. So the last time we saw you on the show, you were engaged to Katie Morton. We've talked to you and caught up since. Uh, is there any other special lady in your life now that we're going on like over a year since your breakup with Katie? No, just kind of staying busy. Um, you know, not forcing anything. I know you're, you know, well, I'm going to be 35 next month. So obviously feel the pressure of, you know, finding someone, but at this point I'm, you know, happy with who I am, what I'm doing. So I'm not going to force anything at this point, just see what happens. I feel like, okay, so I'm 33, you're 34, uh, Joe, the grocery store, you know, grocery store Joe, he's, um, he's 35. Then we have Kenny, he's 40. I feel like paradise around like your mid thirties or in Kenny's case, 40 is a whole, a whole different thing. You just cannot possibly have as much tolerance for it as you did beforehand. Could you imagine yourself in paradise at this age? No, I barely survived last time I was on there. I swear. I'm really <laughs> barely survived getting out of that place alive. Um, so yeah, I couldn't imagine being 40 cause that's, you know, six more years from now. And that just seems like, I mean, it's like survivor to me when I'm out there, it's basically like being on survivor. It's, it's, it's a battle. I would agree. And just watching the heat, like now these people just sweating and dripping and not getting any relief from it. I feel like that's something you could tolerate more as a younger person. I know I'm still young at 33, but like just the, the comforts of, uh, you know, first world life that you don't always get there. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you're sleeping outside bunk beds. You would think the ocean water is peaceful, but it's too loud. You know, (laughs) (laughs) there's no clocks. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's literally hell on earth. And, uh, then you're trying to form relationships while you're doing it. So it's, uh, yeah, definitely not glamorous. That's so funny that you mentioned the no clocks thing. Because that's something we don't think about. And just like a little tidbit for all you guys out there. We basically have to tell time based on the placement of the sun. (laughs) 100%. I compared it to being in a Las Vegas casino without all the fun things. Yeah. Right. You know, it's just, you just have no sense of time. And that's like the goal, right? So you spend more money there. It's just like, 
all right, no sense of time. So you just are mentally a wreck the whole time. You Do know, you think that's what it is. It's like we just don't have like a finale to our day or like uh, what is it? It's like, is it so that we like live in this like totally other world detached yeah. from everything? A hundred percent. I don't know if I'm looking forward to going to sleep or if I'm looking forward to waking up in the morning because it's <laughs> basically someone tells you when to go to sleep and when to wake up in the morning. So it's uh, it's like being at like a really bad summer camp. Did, did I was thinking like it actually is good for us to not know the time when it is 430 a.m. during a rose ceremony. That's true. That's because that just like really brings you down. And I was looking at those girls suffering in last night's rose ceremony. They were so hot, so sweaty. The makeup is totally melted off. The hair is totally done. So, and it's like, and my mom and my mom's friend are like making comments about like how like the girls look rough. And I'm like, you guys, it's four 30 in the morning. They've been up for hours, just sweating. Um, and I think that our theory, Ben and my theory is that the host of the show like the guest host isn't doing the rose ceremonies because like they just can't put in their contracts that they're gonna do it at 4 30 in the sweltering heat and then they're just like well you can have this job right yeah because wells is a professional like he can he's done it before so yeah. he can actually get to that time of the day you know but that makes complete sense mm-hmm. and before we get into this week's recap or this episode tuesday's episodes recap um you also are you're an advisor for a dating app named catch so yeah. can you tell us about that and and what qualifies you chris bukowski yeah well so the so catch is shoot that was from a while ago it actually got acquired um just my friend started it and it was pretty successful and obviously i should be a professional dater by these times obviously not a successful dater because i'm still single um but yeah i mean i have my hand in just a few different startups and stuff but uh that one was definitely special definitely kind of had a little actually bachelor concept to it so i think that's why it made sense to tie me in on it and was there a time of recent that you were dating a fellow bachelor alum named katrina badowski (laughs) which i mean bukowski and badowski come on guys i know it makes too much sense no katrina's a a good friend of mine yeah we dated i guess you can call it dating for a little bit but she's more of like um retailers dates for weddings you know, if she's in Colorado or if she has a wedding in Illinois. So we have a lot of mutual friends as well and just kind of have a good time together. All right. Well, Chris, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to jump into the episode hosted by my friend Lance Bass, which I was very excited about. Okay. We'll be right back. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts... 
Rachel Cruz, and George Camel talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I... I do like need to do it, <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. And really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving 
like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, we are back with Chris Bukowski. Chris, how do you think that Lance handled hosting this episode? I thought he was fantastic um, because he came in with this, the sense of being a Bachelor fan. He said yep. in one of the hot topics that we were discussing yesterday that he was a little like Bachelor fanboy starstruck at first, just seeing the location, like being down in Playa Escondida and seeing some of his favorite cast members, especially Joe. And uh, I just thought that he was so sweet though with the entrance. Like, I mean, I am, you know, biggest NSYNC fan of all time. And like when people say that, it's like, no, guys, like my room was so crazy that my mom got the picture of my room and like me in it in multiple teeny bopper magazines. Like this is this is a, a real, real thing. So the way that they entranced him with the boom box and he, when he came out and he was like, your host this week, it's going to be me. I was like, oh, my God, I would lose my mind. And I was looking at some of these girls and I'm like, you guys are too young to appreciate this. Yeah. Uh, I would have been dancing my ass off when that music went on because I love sync. And I know how much you like I remember like you posting pictures of your bedroom like on Instagram yeah. and stuff and it's all just boy band stuff. <laughs> but I mean I love them personally and I grew up with two other sisters who two other sisters who also love them. Jared's so the same. Been, he was like oh, a yeah. boy band lover, even though it wasn't cool to be when he was that age. 100 percent I mean, I would have been all in. Lance Bass would have been I, I would have been really excited to see him there. <laughs> okay, so let's see what happens starting off in this episode. You know, we we're coming out of the rose ceremony. Lance shows up. I guess the first big thing is that Thomas walks in, and Thomas is very much hated by the guys of Katie season. And there are a lot of guys who had be with him on Katie season right there when he walks in. And the guys are kind of warning the girls, but the the girls at first don't seem to care. They're like, "This guy is he's a stud." He's super tall. Um, we don't care what he's saying. We'd say yes to a date with him. Right. And then Joe has a pretty good sense that he's going to be into Serena. And he was right. He asked Serena on the date. They go on the date. Um, on the date, did you find, how did you find Thomas to be? Like, because 
he was very open about the drama that went on during Katie season. Yeah, I feel I feel like that's kind of him, his role. He I think he kind of eats up the drama and kind of likes it, right? Um, and kind of is just kind of placed there for that specific reason. I think we see it every season, right? There's an early relationship being formed. All right, here comes a guy who's going to try to, you know, put a spin into that. And obviously that's kind of what he did and what he was there for, basically. The wonderful and glorious Ben Higgins just entered the room. He was he had a, a business meeting he had to take care of. But Ben, we're talking about this week's episode, talking about Serena and Thomas and their date. And it seemed to be going well, right? I mean, I could see her being a little turned off um, when he made mention of Trey and Trey being maybe like a little bit emotionally weak. That is a really weird thing to say about somebody that somebody's now friends with on a first date with them. But overall, like they were kissing. She was kept talking about how attracted she was. She even said, like, I had so much fun on this date. I'm thinking she's going to go back. And it's going to be deja vu for Joe. She's going to be torn. She's going to need the time to figure out who she wants to be with. But then walk down the stairs and Serena is just like, Joe, I just want to be with you. I told him I didn't want to pursue a relationship with him. And it was so nice and it was a surprise. But I also at the same time wanted to see her say that to Thomas. Yeah, I think it's just like that. uh, You know, you had a little test of, oh, maybe there is someone else I'd be interested in. And then you walk back and you're like, you're totally not. You just want to be with that original person that you're kind of formed that early relationship with. And I think there's a benefit of that actually happening earlier to you than later on, um, you know, with Joe and Serena and then Serena being asked, being asked on a date earlier on rather than later on. Cause I feel like, um, I don't know if it didn't work out, then you can kind of either pursue someone else or just get off of that Island. You know, Ben, what were you thinking about all the drama when Thomas entered? Uh, you know, it's hard because I, I guess we now have the benefit of knowing how the whole story plays out. I was kind of on Thomas's team when he first came down and everybody was like bombarding him with like, do you remember who you are? And he's like, yes, but I'm trying to change and trying to be different, trying to get better. Uh, and, and, and I was like, okay, we let's, let's deal with that. Like, Hey, this is a chance for that. That's what paradise is. You know, it's a redemption time. It's a time to, for, for people to get to know you in a different light. And we, as we said, you know, yesterday in the podcast, that happens every season where somebody that's the villain comes on the paradise and they, they are, our ideas of them change a bit. Well, now, as I said, now we have the light at the end of the show where I'm like, Thomas, come on, man. Like you had this sitting in front of you, this opportunity sitting in front of you to be that new person, to be that person that just wanted to be there to pursue somebody on the beach. And then you have to go on and talk about these dudes behind the back. Now, did he know how much that was going to go back and like, hurt the others? No, I don't think so. I think he was probably just like loose lipped, which is probably a thing that he has to work on. He probably wasn't very wise in what he was saying and how he was saying it. And so of course, Trey's going to be hurt. He was already hurt before. Now we give him a little bit of, you know, light and you know, Thomas comes in and shuts that door and says, no, I'm going to keep talking about you. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to talk about how you're emotionally weak. And like, I think Serena, I think, said it in the best way where she's like, it felt like Thomas was talking about Trey like Thomas was Thomas was Trey's dad, mm-hmm. which is just never a good place to speak from to about anybody from is like, hey, I know more. They know less. So I'm going to teach them how they can be better. Yeah. Like that's not ever going to work. And so I think that's where like it frustrated me. I get why people like Thomas. I get why, you know, he's a big dude. It shows up on the beach and everybody's like infatuated with him. 
Um, I want to I want to know from you two though something really interesting that Joe said, and, and both of you have been in this um, environment before, where you know you, somebody that you're pursuing, somebody that you're into, does go on a date with somebody else. You you watch that happen, uh, and everybody acts like, hey, this is just part of the experience, and I know it is to some level. But like, what does that feel like? Can you guys give us a little bit of a an idea of like in the heart? Like how that just feels, not only does it rip away at your confidence, or at least it would rip away at my confidence, it would also make me question everything. And it, and here's the part that maybe you guys can yell at me for and say, you're wrong, Ben, you could be better than this. It would be really hard for me because of having experiences in the past with being cheated on, with letting that person back in. Well, it's the worst feeling in the entire world besides like mourning. <laughs> To me, that was the worst feeling in the entire world to have to witness it in first person. Um, I don't know about the cheating thing, but. Ugh. And, and I don't mean to say compare it to cheating. So it's not comparable to cheating, but I'm just my my sensitivity to that is like, you know, in my mind, as I'm watching this happen with Joe and Serena, and I don't think she did anything wrong. Um, but what I, if I'm sitting with if I'm Joe sitting on the couch I was trying to put myself in his shoes and what I would, what I would probably be doing is saying like, Hey, you're still great. And like, I know we probably could have something, but like I've closed this, this in my heart. Like uh. I can't, I can't go, I can't see this again or it takes some work. Like that's where I would be sitting. It's not saying, Hey, that's like cheating. It's not comparable to that, but it's like, I just know how fast I say, Nope, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's done. Really? Okay. So for my experience there, all I did was hope and pray that, he was going to come back and be like, no, I, I had fine time, but I want to be with you. Like, I think the entire day is just like spent trying to have a positive outlook, which we see Joe and Connor do in this situation. And I just love Joe's realness. Holy moly. I just like pray to the Joe gods when he says things like, um, I hope you have a bad time. Like, thank you for your realness. Connor is like, I just hope she has fun. It's like, no, you don't. And then yeah, like Joe says fun things like, oh, Leo. Yeah, I fucking hate that guy. And I still fucking hate that guy. I'm like, yes, Joe. And then when she comes back and they're sitting on the, the bed and he's like, yeah, I figured you could come back to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I figured I was a better kisser than him. I just love it so much. Chris, how does this make you feel? Can you explain it then? Yeah, I mean, for me, and I was just thinking while you guys were talking, I actually never have had that experience on Paradise as many times as I've been on it. No one that I was with actually left and went on a different date with someone else. Um, so I never got Good to experience it, but I got to, you know, I was actually on the other side where I went on the date and left who I was with behind. And uh, yeah, I could only imagine, you know, because with with last season of Paradise, when I was on, I went on a date with Jen Saviano when I was pretty far along, you know, with uh, with Katie. And the whole time, honestly, I was kind of like thinking of how she would feel, right, sitting on the beach while we're out, you know, having this this date where I was actually throwing up the whole time. So it wasn't that great. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you think about that person, right, especially if you care about them. So, you know, I kind of would put myself in the other person's shoes to see you know, how they would feel and then how you can interact with that person when you get back. Right. And I think for me, it was just more of a reassurance thing that I was actually with the right person, you know, at that time. I, uh, I can't imagine it. I don't think I'd like it. I don't think I'd be good at it. I think I would really like mess with, uh, with my, my soul. 
or my romantic soul. I think it would close me up. I think I would be the guy at the bar with Wells the whole time, just being like, just talk to me. Like, just hold me. Hold my hand, yeah. Let me drink. Let me sit here and let me just like, yeah, just like give me a hug, buddy. And as much as you want them to come back, you're also dreading the moment that they come back because that's like the moment of truth. How supportive his like traditionally how supportive are the other people on the beach i mean I, we saw a little bit of it this episode and it felt like people had some good like social awareness and they were like okay this has to hurt for connor let's go talk to connor oh joe wants his space but this has to suck for joe and they weren't like bashing the people for going on dates that never was happening and nor should it but they were like very aware and like very family-esque in how they were dealing with a person hurting We've seen that so far this season. Do you, is that something that happens every season or is this kind of new and unique for this cast? I think, I think it's generally there's support when that person is, you know, on the beach waiting for, you know, the person they're with to come back. Uh, I think that's just kind of nature. Hopefully like people are kind of better that way uh, of kind of supporting people in that situation rather than being like, Oh, I'm glad that, you know, <laughs> that person went on the date and you're suffering. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's generally positive. I agree. I mean, depending on how far along you are in a relationship, people will take you seriously or not as seriously. <laughs> I don't know that I was taking it as seriously. <laughs> you weren't or you were? They, I was not because they were like, Ashley, you're not in a relationship with Jared. And I'm like, yeah, well, I am ahead. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay, let's go to the Riley and Marissa date because it's the total antithesis of the Serena and Thomas date because watching it, you're like, okay, Connor at home has no freaking chance. I agree. I, I watch that. I mean, as soon as he comes down, right? I mean, we've had Riley on the podcast, right? He was great. He was Swaggy. a great interview. He's got yeah, sex super appeal. kind um super like generous with his time with us he was a great interview i just remember being like that guy he's, he's got it going on mm-hmm. so as soon as he walks down the beach i'm like this this is trouble um for for whoever he chooses because whoever is with somebody is going to be left behind and then they go on this date and chris it's it's interesting as you're watching this too is like their chemistry felt pretty dynamic it felt pretty tangible um as soon as they really opened up and started talking uh it felt like there was something there, but here's my question, Chris, I'm going to pass it off to you to kind of explain what you felt about the relationship. I also want you to answer this. Um, you, uh, you've had been around food for a while. I've eaten tongue in my life multiple times. (laughs) I've eaten tongue. Why did they bite from the back end of the tongue? That's not like the end of the tongue I've ever eaten from is like, instead of eating from the tongue, they ate from like the, the tendons that connect the tongue in the back. That was confusing to me. I've never done it that way. Chris, you've been around food. Is that how you would eat tongue? And then what did you think about the relationship? So my thought on that was it's not as rough from the back, uh, you know, yeah. as as, as um, chewy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's good um, but yeah, I mean, the relationship in general seemed, yeah, I mean, Riley's, you know, he's a stud. <laughs> yeah so it's you know obviously i felt for connor too when, when riley came on you're just that's just kind of the guy you don't want to see walk down those stairs and uh you just feel immediately threatened you know um so yeah i, I thought the date was was going well and stuff and I, I felt for connor i think connor's i think he's a, he's a 
good guy, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's kind of funny and, and dorky a little bit, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I, overall I thought the date went pretty well. You couldn't have two more opposite guys though. Like not at all. Yeah. I agree because like as soon as they started talking about like the, you know, their date very quickly changed to be talking about sex. Oh my yeah. God. Like it went like, how many people have you kissed or whatever? And then it was like, okay, let's talk about sex. Um, and as soon as that started to happen and you saw the, like the light in both of their eyes and the way they were like flirting with each other. And then Lance Bass even said like, Hey, they started making out and I didn't know what to do. Cause they didn't really feel like they wanted to stop. And I was just kind of standing there and I didn't know to watch them or like leave the room or which is a great moment as a host, because like you knew, you know, he, he just literally probably like had quarantined, showed up to the beach that day. And then that night gets thrown into his first hosting gig and is like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do here. Like <laughs> what do, do, do I can't like, do I take out my phone and videotape? But who knows? Anyways. And as soon as that happened, you could just tell, like, you can't picture Connor having that kind of conversation really like at that depth and at that, like kind of chemistry with her. It just felt like they, those two belonged in that moment and that nobody else mattered, which means Connor at that point was kicked aside. Oh, Oh yeah. 1000%. There is like sexual chemistry there that I don't, I I don't think that Connor like really emits that. And I think that that was something that Marissa was probably looking for. And, um, and what I, I mean, of course, like they, you, Connor can have sexual chemistry with somebody. I'm just saying that like, he doesn't emit sexuality in the way that Riley does. And I think that that is a quality that Marissa is looking for. Um, but guys, oh my God, they went to the boom boom room on night one. I don't think we've ever seen that before. I don't think so either. But that I feel like that's kind of telling for like those like just that whole atmosphere, right? You're just kind of you're kind of looking for that like that quick kind of spark or that quick even if it's a sexual kind of spark. Uh just because you're just kind of looking for anything really, right? And uh I think Riley obviously gives off those vibes, so it was kind of easy for that to I guess happen. Um, but no, I think that might be the first time ever that, that, that has happened on, on night one. I would say the date was set up for that moment yeah. too. Like you, you start talking about that stuff and both of them are start clicking. You're like, where, where, where's this going to end with like a nice high five and like both of them go back to their like corners. No, he like, said, they, 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 I know uh, a place for us to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying is like, as soon as that date started to be asked those questions and those cut, they started to respond to the questions in the way that they did. You're like, this date doesn't end and then like going to hang out back on the beach. Right. Like no matter what happens in the boom, boom room. And you guys tell me, is it always like intercourse or is it also just like a good place to like a comfy bed to hang out in? I think it can be both. I've never been there. Really? <laughs> so Chris? <laughs> well, from my experiences, you know, after like the first time, after you actually do fully hook up, then you're, and then after that, you're just like, wow, the air conditioning was great. You know, the beds yeah. were bigger. And then it's just more of like, all right, let's just go hang out there. Maybe I was different, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, generally it wasn't always hooking up. Um, it was more of like being more comfortable, I guess. Do you, is there multiple rooms? Yeah, there was three, I believe, but only one had air conditioning. One designated uh, one that they call a boom, boom room. And then there's yeah. other places that you could like find to yeah. you know uh however there's no privacy still it's not as if you're going into some cameraless room as we right. see there's a camera there yeah <laughs> i mean it's it's right in front of the bed on the ceiling i remember um it's so weird talking about this now but me and katie were in there uh and she goes up to the camera and she's like 
Welcome to Pornhub. Oh my <laughs> gosh. How do you get like, how do you get past that? I mean, this is like, there's not a lot of like people that would be just like, all right, let's, let's like have this moment together knowing that we're being watched. Like, how do you not have that in the back of your head the whole time? Yeah. I think just like in general, right. When we're, the cameras are on you for the first time in, in your life, you're just like, obviously yeah. you're kind of shy and then you just, they're like not even there. I think it's the same kind of concept when you're in, when you're in the boom, boom room. Yeah. What about like the control room? Like, let's pretend like we're in there. Do you think that they're like, okay, we won't watch right now. We won't look at this one screen. Or do you think that they're like, we're looking at the screen. Oh, that's when they start making the popcorn, Ashley. That's yeah. They're, yeah, they're dialed in. That's weird to think about. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that feels, that feels, feels odd. And like knowing a lot of the people that do sit in the control room, I, I don't have a, I, I don't know if they'd like, get their jollies having that going on. I wouldn't be surprised if that over time kind of turns off, but like at the same time, they probably have to watch it because you never know what's going to happen. Right. They right. got to see what tape is being filmed. So I mean, wild stuff that would have to be considered, um, that I've never thought about until you just brought it up <laughs> anyways. Uh, let's, uh, so that relationship seems to be flourishing. Uh, the Thomas and Trey drama, sparks up again at the end of the episode uh, with the two of them kind of like we said at the beginning, kind of saying, Hey, we're not going to like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Now we've seen two different moments here of confrontation uh, so far this season. This is the second really like direct. Hey, I don't like you kind of confrontation. What did you think of it? Uh, you know, Trey kind of went down, knew what he wanted to say, said, Thomas, this is over. Like, I don't want to talk to you again. Is that fair? Uh, Thomas obviously wanted to say something. He wasn't like really given the opportunity, but should he have been like, what do you guys think of that? My take is that I was frustrated that he didn't get to say his piece. Um, I'm just not the kind of person that would like, that would like even leave that conversation or argument feeling like, okay with it left with somebody like begging to say something and then just walking away from it. I'd probably be like too curious. And like, honestly at the, why not hear him out? And then if you don't like what he says, then just ignore him for the rest of the time. I agree hundred percent. I mean, you, I always want to hear what someone else has to say, yeah. right? It's all, it's almost like it's fair that way. Um, and even if it's not what you want to hear back. So yeah, it, it ending like that was, was just weird. Uh, so I wish he had a chance to say, say what he wanted to say. I would agree. It just, and, and also just like for us, selfishly it's like i want to know what's going to be said exactly. here. Like, yeah are you going to dig yourself into a bigger hole are you going to get out of this hole is this going to end like just like cordially or what but i just want to see what he had to say because i do i think he was i think he got caught again doing something that hurt trey and i think that was the worst thing he could have done for the moment and for right after his whole apology um now chris i know we're, we only have a couple more minutes here with you and you got a big day in front of you, and, and we want to thank you for your time. Absolutely. There's a there's a headline this week that I want to talk to you and Ashley about because it shook me. Um, there's a headline from David Spade that says, what surprised him most about hosting this show is a few things. The lemurs, the crabs, a bunch of p pretty people, and jaguars. That's why I want to come into this. Have you ever experienced, heard, because jaguars do, are loud, a jaguar in paradise? Ashley? Oh, no. I never I never heard of wild cats <laughs> so we actually saw one on one of our dates 
Whoa, but really? An even, an even better one was we had monkeys that made a home in the top of the like where the guy slept in like our little teepee. Yeah. On the third day that I was there, I was sleeping on the top bunk. And I swear, I'm like, there's something above me. Like for the first two nights I was there, two in the morning. Well, I don't know what time it was. It was, it was the morning. And uh, this monkey landed on my bed <gasps> while, we were, while we were all sleeping. And I freak out, fly off the bed. John Paul Jones and Cam, they all see this happening. And they, you know, they fly out the, you know, the room with me. And um, we slept on the beach that night. And they didn't want that. So they had like security watching us like as we were sleeping on the beach because it was dangerous. But by the end of Paradise, there was baby monkeys that were born above the guy's um, little hut there. Oh, my gosh. How big was the first monkey? I mean, it was uh, I mean, it was like it looked like a friendly monkey, but it was like this big with a long ass tail. Um, But yeah, they come in. You would see them come in the room and they would steal stuff. Like they would take stuff like out of the room um, and they, they owned my whole, like I couldn't sleep after that for the rest of the time I was there. Cause I, I was, was going to say, could you, how did you go to bed at night knowing there's a monkey? I couldn't, I had those, I had this, the staff came in, they like barbed wired the hold up top of the, of the roof and stuff, but they still were like getting around it. Um, but yeah, I just, you ask any of those guys that were, you know, sleeping in that hut, they'll, they'll talk about the monkeys. Oh, dude. But you saw a jaguar. So jaguars do exist down there. Monkeys are. So this is the stuff we need to see. I'm telling you, this is the stuff that intrigues me. This isn't just paradise. This is like camp with pretty people. (laughs) Camp jungle. Yeah, camp with pretty people. Wow, that's so wild. No, the craziest animal experience we had there was I think there may have been a... I might be being dramatic by saying it was a rattlesnake. But there was some snake in the rose ceremony palapa and like it was a it was like a thing for them to want to get rid of it. So I yeah. feel like it was kind of dangerous. Yeah. Couldn't imagine being bitten by a snake out there. I know one of the girls had a snake in their suitcase um, on last season. I would pack <laughs> I would pack up and leave if that if there was a snake anywhere near me, I'd be out of there. Ben's like, why do you crazy people go there? <laughs> oh, this is insane, guys. Hey, I'm glad you sign up for this. I'm glad you, I, I'm glad people sign up to watch their partners go on other dates with other people <laughs> um, for tears, for the heat, for the animals, for all the good stuff that happens at Paradise. It's still entertaining to watch. Uh, Chris, thanks for joining us, man. It means a lot, and I know you got a lot going on. So it, just thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking to us about your experience. We're wishing the best. Of course, I appreciate it. Thanks, and congrats to both you guys, Ben, on the wedding coming up, Ashley, Jared, on the baby. Oh, thank you. Um, Ooh, yeah. both. Thanks. Hey, thanks, man. Bye. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, 
For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair. The OG has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I... I do, like, need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. It, ugh, no. Ugh, the worst part of, like, the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like, there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit, and it's so much better than shaving. They also have, like... Um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream, really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way. 
Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply. And they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, before we get into Hot Topics, Ben, I have two little notes from the episode that I just wanted to, like, put out there as random thoughts. Thomas saying multiple times that he's 6'6 and, like, that his nose was going to run into the wood was, like, my first sign of me being, like, oh, okay, so maybe this guy does kind of (laughs) suck. Because, you know, the guys keep trying to convince us that he really sucks, but that was, like... a. It was an action. It was like something that I finally saw in action. I was like, "Ugh, he's that am guy." Am I? Uh, is am I like coming off on you on this like self describing thing? Is it starting to bother you too? <laughs> oh my god! It's it's ever since you said it, I now notice when people self describe. But like he was trying to make it a point. Like I'm so I'm a big guy. Like I'm I'm so yeah. I'm so hot and sexy. I'm six six and like don't you want this? When like having to bring attention to it every time. I need to start doing that. What if I like showed up to my date with Jess and was like, Jess, I'm six four, not very strong, but like uber sexy. You should know it. Like I'm gonna run in I'm gonna run into walls with my nose because I'm so tall. I think she'd like it. <laughs> he has such Josh Murray vibes, does he not? He does. Yeah, that's a good good comparison. Um That's a great comparison. I haven't thought about that, but yes, very, very similar. Yeah. Okay. And then my second thought is like, poor Taj Wan. Oh my gosh. Uh, Oh, she's the best. Oh, she is the best. And seeing her just have to suffer through Riley asking Marissa out on a date after she was like i've just been waiting for you you're the only person that came to paradise for she was so open and honest and i was like go girl i'm so glad that you're putting that out there because i really think that's going to add to him asking you out and then when he said marissa i was like oh my god poor girl poor girl she um 
she might be a top three favorite Bachelor in Paradise contestant for me ever. Yes, yeah, not so only good. is she. And like the most beautiful mess I've ever seen. <laughs> like her standing at the bar and Wells just handing her a paper towel, just wiping herself and then like doing the robot arms. Like, I I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. I don't know where to go. Just an amazing, amazing human. Um, it was sad. It was sad. But at the same time, um, you know why Riley asked Marissa. Like it makes sense now. It does. So it's like, that, yeah, that sucks um, that she didn't get asked. But it's like, ah. I mean, everybody should be fine. Uh, I didn't feel that bad for her because I just don't know, like, if if they would have had the connection. They would not have. Yeah. Now that we see Riley in yeah. his mode with Marissa, it like would not have made any sense. Uh, and the, and I, th- I hope that Taj one like uh, learns that soon enough. Uh, okay, yeah. so let's get to some headlines. We have just a couple. Some big headlines this week. Uh, just a few, uh, obviously, because we're doing two episodes this week. If you haven't listened to the first episode, you should go back and do it. We already broke down that David Spade said that hosting was wild and weird and that there's a ton of things going on. We also have some news on Peter Weber. Peter Weber says past relationship didn't work because of high expectations. This according to E. Yes, he said that he's had a few, you know, failed bachelor relationships and when he talks about this on his podcast, he says, like, I feel like sometimes the hopeless romantic in me kind of backfires because I put such this high level of expectation on it in my head. And so I've been really kind of in the last eight, nine months, really just realizing and observing how I've been in the past and how I want to change myself in the future moving forward. I think that's probably his my biggest Achilles heel is honestly the hopeless romantic in him. He says it starts off great. It starts off very passionate, a lot of fire. And I'm all about that. Um, but if I'm being completely honest with you guys, maybe I feel like I self-sabotage relationships. I mean, I got to give a lot of respect to anybody that can admit that I and know. can do it from a place of, hey, I've got to learn. Now, I, he's he's going to be his worst critic. We all are. We're our, our, our worst critics are ourselves. But it also shows when you can come into that criticism and maybe, you know, a lot of it's not um, he's he's holding himself now to a higher standard than he should, uh, which he's doing it again. But he's also learning. And I'm hoping he comes from this learning some of the things that maybe he believes he did that didn't work out in the end. Well, um, big story. And I was able to actually talk to the source of this story. Uh, Bachelor alum Jason Tardick says he was hit by a car while walking his dog. Now, um, I've been hit by a car. We've talked about it on the podcast before <laughs> a in college, a minivan. Oh my God. And Jason minivan too. Yeah. And so I texted Jason. I said, Jason, man, I'm sorry. Like I've been hit by a car too. I know it messes with your head. And if you ever want to talk through it, like I, I know it, I know even today I have some like weird moments where I'll be walking down a street, a car will come by and I'll like shiver. And he, and he texted me back and he said something that I never even thought of. And then actually you can break down the story here in a second because people don't know. But Jason was hit by a car and he said, the thing that scared me the most was it hit my knee, which is the same height as Pino's head. Mm. And that's where I'm getting super, like that's what's messed with me the most. So Ashley, what happened with that caveat? So he and Caitlin were walking to dogs and she was like a block ahead of him. And um, he just, I, he was crossing the street. It was go, you know, like he had the right to go. And he had one dog, um, he had Pino, and then 
Caitlin had ramen. And um, even though like the, the light was for him, the minivan did not stop. And he like was able to maneuver Pino in a way that like, he didn't get hurt at all. But Jason kind of rolled up on the car. And he just said, like, everything was fi- like fine. You know, he felt fine. He's just like really bruised. And um, he he kind of like cursed out the the driver. And he was like, I didn't really even feel like stopping and like having a chat with them. I just kind of walked away. Uh, and they did file a, a police report on it. Yeah. Well, a scary moment um, for all involved. But uh, final headline of the week, uh, Ashley, Victoria Paul. We just saw go home on uh, the latest episode, two episodes ago, I guess. I, and she now is continuing to deny that she has a boyfriend back home. So we kind of left her exit with this, like, does she, does she not? Well, she's now saying no, she does not have a boyfriend back home. Mm, maybe she doesn't have a boyfriend right now. But <laughs> according to her post on Instagram, where she posted a picture with the guy in question, she said, at Teddy Rob and I broke up in May. We've remained great friends. Ask the man. And then she calls him the best dog dad and friend. So obviously, like, they did share a dog together. And then she um, also asked, she was asked from a follower about breakup advice. And she said, truthfully, I'm currently walking through this season. I know that joy can still be found in the midst of uncertainty. Give him or her grace and some for yourself as well. So she is talking about still having gone through a breakup. Now, and just the note here, you know, Victoria was uh, very honest about her uh, going through therapy and working through some things, not only just from her life. So there is like a sensitivity to this that we have to give, right? I mean, it is a show and she does go home and we're all confused on, does she have a boyfriend? Does she not? Is this fair? Is this not? Whatever. But like, um, the point to all of it being is like, give her some space now. She's home. She, she, in my opinion, and I know it might have felt like some, the safe choice, but in my opinion, she did the right thing. She went home. She said, I'm out of here. Like, this isn't for me anymore. I maybe went here to explore a relationship. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I already had a relationship back home, whatever. But she went home. She separated herself from it, which I thought Blake Hortzman should have done a few seasons ago. She just gone home. Mm-hmm. Like, leave it. Yeah, yeah. Like, leave it and go and deal with this some other place because this isn't going to work out well for you. So um, now that she's home, give her space, give her grace. She's now Instagram officially said, Hey, they're done. And they ended in, in May. Now I don't know how long they were dating to have a dog together. That's, I mean, Jess and I don't have a dog together, well, even though she that's would love to have one. You know, that's pretty, step pretty serious. Yeah, hey, there you go. Well, <laughs> uh, but yeah, give her some grace, give her some space, let her breathe. Um, no reason to just like continue to um, open up wounds when they've already been opened up. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, that's all the headlines we got for today. Uh, Ashley, uh, thank you, uh, for filling in for me earlier as I, uh, had to step away and take uh, on some other responsibilities, but it's always good to sit down with you. Um, we haven't done this yet. I just want to hear, uh, as we close, what's your thoughts on paradise so far? Like, how are you feeling about it? And how do you feel about Lance? Oh, well, okay. So we talked about Lance earlier in the episode and I just love the fact that he was such a fanboy, And I love the fact that he yeah, like talked to the, like, I didn't mention this, but I, I love the way that he talked to the girls. Like he just sat around the kitchen table and was like, so what are we feeling? And I yeah. feel like he was intuitive and I just feel like he is super enthusiastic and excited about it. Even the way that he like hosted the, the one-on-one date, you can just tell that he was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm hosting a one-on-one. <laughs> Um, and th- what did you think about Lance? I thought he was great. I thought he was just what this show needed this week. 
I thought he did interact well with the cast. I, you know, I'm imagining that when you get asked to guest host, it's kind of up to you and how much you guest host, because I'm assuming it's a flat fee and you're like, you just get paid to host this week. And here's your core responsibilities. Say hi to everybody, host a date, close it out. Right. And Lance like went above and beyond. Like he's not getting paid for that chat with the girls. He's like, I just want to be here. Hey, I'm already here. I'm hanging out. Like I'm a big fan of paradise. I see the bar that Wells, you know, uh, bartends from I'm seeing the table and the, the cabanas in the boom room room. And I, I just want to hang out with the cast. Um, I thought it was great. I thought he was fantastic. I thought he fit it. Well, I'm excited to see what he does next week with it. Uh, I thought it was hilarious though. I just thought I was laughing when he was in that room hosting that I was thinking about, you know, me standing in that room <laughs> as two people making out being like, this is where my hosting skills die. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> That is such a good point. And then your other question, how do I feel overall? I definitely find myself more intrigued in certain storylines than others. Um, Maybe. Okay. So obviously like Joe and Serena, and that's because I know Joe personally. Um, That's the one I'm drawn to the most. It's whenever Taj Juan is on the screen, I am dialed in. Um, I also like, I'm, I'm pretty invested in, Natasha and like where things are and and where Brendan's at and how he's going to get so, so caught next week. Can I comment on that? Yeah. We know Natasha. Yeah. She's she's beautiful. Like beautiful. What a catch. Yeah. I mean, like that girl out of any girls and I don't know many of them on the beach, but like she should be pursued and Mm -hmm. like, she should be the one that everybody's like, Oh, Natasha. Like I get to take her on a date. Mm -hmm. Holy moly. Like, She's just awesome. Yeah. And it feels like right now she's in a place where she's gotten herself in a situation where she's not being pursued. Like he's not kissed her yet? Like what? That That's a dead giveaway that he's waiting for Piper. Waiting. Yeah. Yeah. So like let her go. That yeah. would be my comment is like let her go so that she can figure it out because Natasha is incredible. She showed up to the beach. She has a lot going on in life. She's a rock star. Like then let her have her space, yeah. you know? End it and let her move on. I, I don't know. That frustrated me because I'm a big fan of her. Same. Same. Big fan. All right, Ben. Well, until next week, and I see your lovely face again. Yeah, there we until go. Until then, I've been Ashley. And I've been Ben. Talk to you soon, everybody. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.